0: Greetings, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfair podcast on this Friday. We made it through another work week, and we're almost at the end of of John in our chapter of the journey. i have got one chapter left, which we'll clean up on Monday after the weekend. But we're in John 20 today, and it was verse 27 that resonated with me. It says, Then Jesus said to Thomas, Put your finger here, see my hands, reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Today's podcast is entitled Namesake. Now, I'm not sure why my parents named me Thomas. Perhaps there was an alliteration piece to it since they already had a Tim and a Terry. It's ironic that the etymological root of the name Thomas meant twin since I wasn't a twin and both my brothers are. That always felt like a little bit of a mistake in my book, though my parents confessed to me that I was an oops baby, so there had been no forethought given to having to name another boy. As a child, I remember names and namesakes being discussed on the playground and in friends groups. There were certain bragging rights for those who had really cool etymological roots or definitions to their names, like king or mighty warrior. Some kids linked their names with famous people who happened to have the same moniker. Of course, in that playground conversation, I always got linked to, you guessed it, Doubting Thomas. Great. Now, in retrospect, as I think about it this morning, as an Enneagram Type 4, it was maybe prescient that my parents named me the same as Mr. Doubt. I have the deep pessimistic streak that comes naturally to Enneagram Type 4s, I have a very vivid memory of my mom standing by the stove and rolling her eyes at me in frustration and exclaiming, you're such a pessimist. I didn't know what that meant at the time. I had to find out what it meant. So perhaps Downing One is an apt namesake for me, despite the angst it created (laughs) during my playground conversations. And... Enneagram 4s, we like to be special. We have a flair for the dramatic. So it would fit that Thomas enjoys the rather special and dramatic moment when Jesus suddenly appears behind locked doors and tells Thomas, come here, touch, touch my scars. Here, stick your hand in this hole in my side. I've always had a personal love for Caravaggio's dramatic depiction of the moment. It's the featured... Uh, graphic on the blog post today at TomBanerall.com if you want to take a look at it. In the quiet this morning, I find my thoughts less focused in the story and more focused on my identity and my connection to the story, which is what John points out at the end of his chapter as his purpose. As he is wrapping up his biography, he rather blatantly reminds his readers of the thing that I've observed multiple times in these posts over the last few weeks. John had a limitless number of stories and anecdotes about Jesus that he could have shared with his readers. He chose these specific stories for a specific purpose. It says, quote, Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not recorded in this book. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name, end quote. That's verses 30 and 31. John's biography is the first thing I read after becoming a follower of Jesus 40 years ago. This Doubting Thomas, this pessimistic, dramatic Enneagram 4, counts myself among John's readers, who have believed and received. I am numbered among those whom Jesus named when he said to Thomas in today's chapter, blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So mom, dad, yeah, I think you got my name right. I hope you have a great weekend, my friend. We'll see you back here for the last chapter of John on Monday.